0: Hey guys, just before we start the episode today, I would like to say that today's episode is part of a small series that me and Mr. Jack decided to record about the best airport and airplane tips. I hope you find the series useful. Welcome to the Nomad Tactics Podcast. Here provide a complete how-to guide for digital nomads. I'm your host, B, and I'm joined by the co-host, Jack. Today, we're going to talk about airport and airplane tips, part four. I will start with a quick summary of the episode. First, me and Jack are going to talk about exactly what is the aim of today's episode. After that, we're going to contextualize the topic within our digital nomad life system. Then we're going to provide some quick clarifications regarding the episode. And finally, we're going to provide 15 tips to do with airports and airplanes. I hope you enjoyed the episode.
1: So, hello, Mr. B. Hello, Jack. So, as the title of this episode already tells, in this episode, we are going to provide you with a comprehensive list of all the best tips and tricks about airplanes and airports.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we decided to do this as a miniseries, which means that we won't provide all the tips. In this episode, rather, we will divide into a number of different episodes, five or six perhaps, in order to try to keep the episode under 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I think as usual, we should put this topic into our digital nomad life system. And for people who don't know what the digital nomad life system is, it is a six-step system that aims to help people going from a non-nomadic lifestyle into an optimized digital nomad life. So, Mr. B, where would you put this topic into which step of the system?
0: So, as you can probably guess, today's topic is going to be placed on the departing process step. And this departing process step can be understood as all the things that a digital nomad needs to do just before or during the actual period in which he's leaving his current base to guarantee a smooth departure and transition to his new base, i.e. the new city in which you're going to be living in. So, of course, we place this topic within this type of our system because airports and airplanes is something that you're going to deal with when you are departing from a place to go to the next place. So it's quite obvious there.
1: Yeah. So, Mr. B, before we go into the exact tips, uh, as usual, I think you have some clarification you want to make.
0: Yeah, that's right. So just a few quick things I'd like to say. In today's episode, we're going to provide 15 tips, but there is no, let's say, logical order for when I'm presenting those. So perhaps I'm gonna start with an airplane tip, then I'm gonna go to an airport tip, and then I'm gonna go back to an airplane tip. So don't try to see a coherence in the order of things. Another thing I would like to say is that, as Mr. Jack said, the aim of this mini-series is to provide you with a comprehensive list. It's very likely, especially if you are already somewhat an experienced digital nomad, that you already heard some of the things that we are about to say. Having said that, this can be, let's say, a good memory refresher if you are an expert nomad. Perhaps you heard about the tip before, but you kind of forgot, and now you're going to recall those. But also, I think that we came up or we researched some very unique things that I haven't seen many people talking about online. So I'm pretty sure that, in every episode there will be at least one or two tips that will be new to you even if you're an experienced digital nomad because you know uh, this list i gather over you know quite a long period of time um, either by talking to different digital nomads reading blogs uh, within the niche and some of those i i got by talking to cabin crew which are kind of the the experts on the area one could argue Finally, one last thing that I would like to say is that we're going to provide a lot of tips and some of the tips that we might mention might be considered a little bit sneaky by some people. So, you know, people defer on terms of the kinds of things that they are okay doing or not. So I just would like to make it very clear that we at Nomad Tactics do not necessarily practice or endorse of the steps. Nomade tactics should not be responsible by the application of any of the information provided in today's episode because today's episode is for educational purposes only.
1: So the first tip you wrote here is ask to be seated in the front of a plane if you have
0: a connecting flight. If you're getting a connecting flight, you can either ask the person at the check-in counter or even the flight attendant, once you board the plane, to be seated in the front. By doing that, you will be able to quickly leave the plane once you get to the connecting airport. Therefore, you will dramatically reduce your chances of losing the connecting flight. Usually, in my experience, if you ask anyone from the airline Nicely, they will most likely reaccommodate you to the preferred seat in the front of the plane.
1: Next tip you wrote here is be smart about when to board the plane.
0: So, the best time to board the plane typically depends on how busy the flight is. And the way in which you can check or analyze how busy a certain flight is is basically either you're going to look at the check in line to see if there are many people. Or also, you can simply look at the amount of people in front of the gate just before the boarding starts. So, uh, in my opinion, if the plane looks kind of empty, the best thing for you would be to be one of the last persons to enter the plane. And the reason for that is because by being one of the last persons, Number one, is kind of more comfortable. You're going to be able to, you know, stay outside uh, a little bit longer uh, because nobody wants to stay in the plane if they don't need to. And perhaps more importantly, if you are the last person to board the plane, you're going to be able to check which seats are available and perhaps select an alternative, more comfortable seat. On the other hand, if the flight looks really full, then i would suggest you to be one of the first persons to enter in the plane if that's a possibility in your specific flight at least and the reason for that is because you want to try to place your carry-on luggage in a good position and a good position it's generally a place just on top of you or in a place just in front of you what you want to avoid is to place your luggage in a seat behind you because by doing that sometimes you're going to need to allow everybody to leave the plane and then you can walk backwards in the plane get your luggage and just after that you're going to be able to leave the plane so in order to avoid this extra delay deboarding, boarding you should be really mindful about where you're going to position your carry-on luggage whenever the flight is full
1: So the next tip here is, sometimes you can buy a pass on the internet to access airport lounges.
0: So we already talked about a lot of different aspects of airport lounges in this series. But assuming that you don't have free access to these lounges through your credit card, one last tip that I would like to give you about airport lounges is that sometimes you can buy online from other people single-use airport lounge passes. And the websites that usually you can find those are like Craigslist. This is advantageous to you because usually you're going to pay much cheaper to buy this single-use airport lounges that you can find online if compared to when you actually go to the airport lounge and you pay to get inside.
1: So the next tip here is... Use the restroom just before you land.
0: So the reason why we advise people to use the restroom before landing instead of using the restroom once you get to the airport is because if you wait to go to the restroom in the airport, most likely it's going to be kind of busy. So you're going to need to wait for a while since a lot of people are going to do that. But the problem is that if you take this time in the toilet you're going to allow a lot of people from the airplane to go in front of you in the queue of the immigration therefore in order to optimize the whole process and go through immigration faster my advice here is to use the restroom just before you land and then once the plane land you go straight to immigration and probably you won't have any queue since you know you're going to be one of the first persons to get there
1: So, the next tip here is use the app Bagify to check airline luggage allowance.
0: So, we already talked about this app Bagify back on episode number 23. And the basic idea behind the app is that Bagify allows you to see all the rules, both in terms of the dimensions of the luggage as well as the weight, concerning carry-on luggage and checked luggage for many different airlines. So the app is really handy because uh, by using it, you can simply check the specific luggage regulations for the given airline in which you are traveling with and therefore avoid paying a lot of extra money for luggage that do not conform to such regulations.
1: So the next tip here is... Make a screenshot of your ticket, so you don't have to find it.
0: So sometimes when we are checking in to a given flight, you're going to need to present your boarding pass or your reservation. One simple trick here is to screenshot the email with the flight reservation. And this is because if you simply try to find the email, sometimes... You might take a while because, you know, you get so many emails and it's not that easy to to find. And even worse, sometimes the reservation is within an attached file to the email, like a PDF file, and you won't have internet. The problem is you won't be able to open such attached file, as I said, like a PDF file and therefore you won't be able to show the confirmation. So in order to avoid all these possible problems, you should screenshot whatever confirmation you got before you get to the airport.
1: So the next tip here is use a Ziploc bag to hold your phone. So some
0: people might find this trick a little bit silly, but if you want to watch something in your phone for a couple of hours, say a movie, I think it's, in fact, a useful tip. So let's say you're taking a budget airline. If that's the case, it's very likely you won't have a screen in front of you, like your private display or TV. Also, holding your phone for hours as you tilt your head downwards might be kind of uncomfortable if you do that for so many hours. So one simple trick that you can use is to get a Ziploc bag, the conventional ones that you can put like a sandwich or nuts, and put your phone inside. Then you're going to get the Ziploc bag attached to the tray, to the table in front of your seat. The way in which you're going to do that is simply opening the tray, slipping the plastic, the tip of the Ziploc bag in, and then closing it again. And then you're going to have like the Ziploc hanging in there. It's going to be like in front of you, like a little TV. I know that this might have sound a little bit too abstract. So what I'm going to do is to put on the show notes exactly the position in which I'm suggesting you to put the Ziploc bag.
1: So the next tip here is use the Travel Talk website to check the required documents and visa for your destination.
0: So this is an extremely useful website that provides you accurate information about the documents you might need when you're flying to a certain country. And the most impressive thing about the website is that it does not restrict itself by telling you if you need a visa or not to get inside the country and the visa specifics. Rather, the service provides you with a much more detailed list of the required documents, such as if you're going to need an onwards ticket, if you're going to need to fill any other custom forms, the specific COVID rules for the country, and which sort of documentation you might be required to provide. Yeah, so check the service Travel Doc. It's an extremely useful and reliable service.
1: So, the next tip here is, if you are traveling with a budget airline, you should consider bringing your own food or snack in order to avoid extra
0: cost. So, most of us like taking budget airlines because it's so cheap. However, if you decide to eat in the flight from a budget airline, most likely you're going to need to pay for your meal. And the catch is that usually the food in budget airlines is not that cheap. Of course, they have no competition, so they can get away with any price they set. So the trick here to avoid paying for overpriced food is to simply bring your own food or snack whenever you are flying with a budget airline.
1: So the next tip here is use the service sit guru
0: so yeah sit guru i already recommended in a previous uh, podcast episode i believe was episode 28 and sit guru basically is a service that's gonna tell you exactly how the sit configuration in a giving airplane model is so say in a airbus a380 in the economic class, the sitting configuration might be 343. Three. And in another airplane model, it might be 333. Three, three. So it's kind of hard to know in the specific flight that you're getting how it's going to be the sitting configuration. So what SitGuru does is you're going to simply input the information about your flight, so the flight number, the departure city, and the destination city, and then it's going to show you the specific information airplane sit map in which you're going to have for your plane and they're going to provide you suggestions of what are the best sits and the worst sits for you to select. So the next tip here is be strategic when you are passing through security control. So this is a very simple trick yet useful in my opinion. Whenever you're going to go through security control you should always um, arrange your luggage in such a way that your electronics, like your laptop, your iPad, stuff like that, is on the very top of your carry-on luggage. Therefore, you're going to be able to access those to take out for them to check in the X-ray and then put it back in very quickly. Another good tip here is to be wearing a jacket with many pockets. Therefore, you're going to be able to take everything out from your pants, pockets, like your passport, your phone, your wallet, keys, whatever, put in the jacket. And by doing that, you're going to make sure you're not going to leave anything in the tray. You're not going to lose anything. Finally, one last thing that you can be mindful about when you're passing through security control is the type of shoes you are wearing. So you should look for uh, shoes that you can take off and put back in very quickly. You shouldn't be shoes with like very complicated set of laces or stuff like that. Perhaps a Chelsea boot would be just great.
1: So the next tip here is, do not cancel your non-refundable ticket even if you
0: can make it on time for the flight. So this tip might sound slightly counterintuitive, but what I'm advising you here is that even if you're not going to make to your flight for whatever reason, say a medical reason or a family problem, or you simply got late, you didn't track time and you know you're not going to make it, you should not go to, say, the airline website or call the airline and cancel the ticket. This is because if you bought the ticket with a credit card, sometimes you will be entitled to get some sort of refund for the flight, depending, of course, on the specific reason why you missed the flight, even if the ticket is non-refundable. But the problem is that if you cancel your flight with the airline, in many instances, you will not be entitled anymore for such compensation by your credit card. So the simple advice here is that you should simply lose the flight, not inform them, and call your credit card to see if you can get any sort of compensation for that, depending on the specific reason for why you lost your flight. So the next tip is provided by one
1: of our listeners. It is, do not plastic wrap your luggages.
0: Yeah, this is actually a new tip for me, but I did some research online and it's an actual thing. And the tip here is that you should not plastic wrap your luggage. And by plastic wrapping, I simply mean when you put that really tightly packed plastic around your luggage that is very common to see in airports. And the reason why uh, you might destroy your luggage by using this plastic wrap is because sometimes the immigration agent will not take the time to unwrap the plastic in a very gentle manner. Rather, he will simply get scissors and cut through the whole luggage if that's possible and this is obviously bad news for you because once someone cut through your luggage it's not going to be very suitable to use anymore so the advice here is to simply stay away from plastic wrapping your luggage so the next tip here is
1: if you have a delayed or cancelled flight use the app AirHelp.
0: So yeah, AirHelp is an extremely useful app that can help you get compensation for a delayed cancel or overbooked flight. And the way in which the app works is you simply submit a claim via the app or the website and their team will take care of the entire process uh, to get the compensation on your behalf. That's going to save you a lot of time and stress and paperwork. And to do this whole process, they're going to ask for a fee. But the best thing about the app is that it operates on a no-win, no-fee basis, which basically means if they do not get any compensation, you're not going to need to pay anything to them. That means very little risk to you since there is no advance payments the only caveat about air help is that it's not going to help you all across the globe it kind of can only help you if your flight was delayed or canceled or overbooked within certain places i have used personally within the eu and it worked for me so try out this app
1: so a last tip here is be strategic about how to get free business class upgrades
0: Based on my experience, if you want to get a free upgrade to business class, there are really only three things you can do to try to maximize your chances. The first thing is to dress up in a smart manner. According to some flight attendants I know, usually the person on the counter will only upgrade someone if they have the quote-unquote look of a standard business class passenger. And this simply means dressing slightly smarter than most people in the plane, right? So usually people use some very comfortable clothes when they're taking a flight, but perhaps if you want to try to go for an upgrade, you should consider dressing slightly more formal. The second thing you can do in order to maximize your chances of upgrading to business class is to make sure you are a member at the specific airline program from the airline in which you are flying. This means like if you're taking Thai Airlines, you should be a member at the Thai Airlines program. And it doesn't really matter how many points you got with the airline as long as you are a member at all. Even though perhaps if you are from a higher membership tier, like silver or gold or whatever name they give in the airlines, it might be slightly easier. But the point here, you should simply register to their program because they want to upgrade people that are their customers. So yeah, make sure you are registered there. Third thing you got to do in order to try to maximize your chances to get the business upgrade is simply asking to the person in the check-in counter. But there is a specific way in which you should go about doing that. Because if you simply go to the counter and say, hey, can you upgrade me for free to the business class? Very likely, this will fail. The best way in which I have found to sometimes get free business upgrades is is by, you know, going to the check-in counter, creating some chit-chat with the person there, you know, just like basic stuff, asking how are they, referring them by the name, simply being a slightly more pleasant person than the average passenger. And then what you're going to do is to actually ask how much it is to upgrade for business class. And by doing that, you're going to be kind of implying you might pay for the upgrade. Once you ask how much, of course, the, the person in the check-in counter is going to tell you the price, and most likely, it's going to be pretty expensive. What you're going to say next is basically, oh, no, that's slightly above my budget. I really wanted to get this business class because I want to get some sleep. Perhaps can you help me with that this time? Could you perhaps give me a free upgrade? And, you know, there's no guarantees. Uh, It's up to the person there. And it depends if they have free upgrades to give or not. But in my experience... By going this way, by being more indirect and first implying that you might pay out of your pocket, I think you are more likely to get the free upgrade. I
1: see. So this sums up the 15 tips about airplanes and airports. This is the end of episode. Please make sure to leave a review on your listening platform. This is Jack and thank you for listening. Thank you very much.